Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lumbic here, the World Messenger, and I'm inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show. And today's guest is nothing short than exceptional in what he does and how he does it. Uh, first of all, he is phenomenal networker, great person to get you in front of right people in the right time for the right purpose. And at the same time, he is someone who has been in financial industry for quite a bit, and it's able and capable to uh, translate all the needs that we're seeing right now needed for organizations, specifically nonprofit sector, to thrive. Uh, from adults to obviously currently the most recently youth, and being part of the collabs and labs and transformative types of organization that are taking their operation to next level. And don't we all need better operation these days? Uh, but also someone who is absolutely, again, all great human and more than anything, great, great connector. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Paul Roberts. Rob, Paul, how are you? Wonderful, Isabella. Thank you very much for inviting me. I, I certainly appreciate it and look forward to the conversation. Likewise, I'm super eager that you are here with us in the Legacy Leader Show. I know you've been going through a lot of changes and transformation. You're based in LA. LA has been a lot going on under trenches just around the COVID era. But now post-COVID, as things are slowly shifting, you pivoted numerous, numerous times. One thing I also didn't mention, obviously, you also are fulfilling one of your longest dreams, which is playing guitar and being part of the group and, and also tapping into your music passion. So please, could you tell us how do you uh, pivot uh, during the challenging times and, and what are you up to these days? Well, lot, lots of things. Thank you very much, Isabella. Um, there are uh, a number of things that I, I'm currently working on. Uh, first and foremost, I'll, I'll start with the paying gig first. Uh, I've been working with a, uh, a, a nonprofit organization called CoLab Youth, uh, which started out of uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Southern California area and is, uh, is out there working with 13-year-olds to 19-year-olds on workforce development and career development uh, for under-resourced and underrepresented youth. Uh, what CoLab does, and I can I can show you their website very quickly, uh, if I can. Do, 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 oops, wrong one. There's the CoLab website, and what we do is we actually empower uh, students to start thinking about their careers early on. And what we try to do is give them the step up that they need so that they can actually work in their environment and in their community, help their families and grow and uh, decide if they are looking to go on, a, on the college route or on a vocational route. Uh, we do a lot of things in the Los Angeles County area. And we're also now expanding into Riverside, San Bernardino, San Diego and Ventura counties. So there are uh, tremendous opportunities uh, we're just starting our fall cohort. Uh, we actually have our largest group, uh, over 105 uh, students will be starting a nine-week program. They spend about an hour, uh, two days a week, uh, connecting with other students and learning from top uh, industry uh, people. And uh, along with a, a short curriculum and surveys, we bring back 
uh, data to our sponsors and to our partners that is uh, quantifiable and allows them to you know, really understand what we're trying to do for the next generation. Wow, first of all, that is insanely impressive. And knowing that you would suffer so much during the COVID and without having capacity emotionally, mentally to endure, we also know groom statistics of so many, not only attempting, but succeeding and committing the suicide. We knew that that is one of the most vulnerable population um, because they, they really went through a lot of, lot of hardship. And as you said, underprivileged and the ones that are not having necessarily great family support and family environment. Uh, first of all, I wanna kudo you uh, for contributing such a great, um, not only program, but also your expertise to make the program successful. Yeah. So what results are you seeing? I mean, in such a short period of time. Well, we're, we're, we're seeing some incredible results. The uh, students will come in with a, with a basic idea. Um, you know, we've, and I'll give you a, a few specific examples. We had uh, some, some students that wanted to go into law enforcement and realized about halfway through uh, that, you know, their, their passion was really uh, event planning and entertainment. So they, they, they are able to look at what they, uh, you know, at themselves and learn. Uh, we do an, uh, an onboarding quiz called the CoLab quiz that, uh, you know, really gets, helps them understand who they are, where their strengths are, and where they can actually focus. We found that over 70% of the students that are involved in our program want to work either during high school or in their post-secondary education. They wanna bring back and help support their families and their community. And that's been very important to them. So we work on trying to get them apprenticeships and internships and jobs wherever they want. Um, once they've completed the program and the data we collect uh, is only data on, on, on students that actually complete the program. Uh, so once they complete the program, they're a collab uh, member for life, and they're part of our alumni association. They can always come back. We've got uh, opportunities for uh, you know job placement if they decide to pivot in their career. They can uh, you know they can come back to the website, find new opportunities, and and really try to you know make themselves make themselves better and use the skills that they have uh, to improve the lives of their you know th their families uh, and their community and even the people they work with. Mm. That is very, very powerful. And, and I agree, when you're so young, you have to self-discover. We don't know what we don't know. And I love that you have an opportunity for them to figure that out sooner or later, because how many we know kids go from, college, uh, from high school to college and they declare the major and they graduate and then they go in the real world and realize this is not for me. And then they wasted not only time, but resources, right? And it's yeah. like, what can I now do with that degree? And, and, and then as they go change for second, third or fourth time before they finally find something that will help them in the long run. And that can be avoidable, can be. Absolutely. Uh, and we also focus on soft skills like social and emotional wellness. Uh, we're actually, we do, uh, everything is virtual. So everything, you know, everything is online. If you're 16 to 18 years old, 
Uh, you can get yourself a mentor who is also a top person in their industry. Uh, a lot of the students actually uh, work with their mentors far beyond the cohort. Uh, so there are great opportunities there. And uh, we're in October of this year, we're going to actually have a uh, uh, social and emotional wellness uh, uh, retreat for students in uh, the beautiful Topanga, no, sorry, Topanga Canyon area, which is just south of Malibu, California, and uh, really help them deal, you know, help them with get tools to deal with things like depression and like, you know, suicide and, and you know, and conflict resolution that are going to be so vital to their uh, well-being going into, you know, the, uh, you know, their careers and their college years. That's fantastic and such a beautiful actually part of the Malibu area and I'm super glad you get part of it and, and get to enjoy that. Uh, but also to mentor the youth that does not have a good role models. For everybody watching and listening, I'm sure everywhere around the world, since this is a global podcast uh, and the show, uh, different parts of the world are affected in similar ways. But here in the United, United States, uh, even if you have a, a good family members representation, uh, both parents, uh, you know, not necessarily always have the skill set and mindset that can really help you. And a lot of families are fragmented, unfortunately, right? And then like, how do you choose? That's why leadership comes into play so heavily. So you guys are also setting them up, I would say, for phenomenal leadership trajectory. Yes, and we're looking to set set these students up for success. Um, you know, we've had students go, you know, find internships in cybersecurity, and we've uh, and internships in, uh, you know, engineering and development. And we even have one student who who just recently got accepted into the internship program at Disney University. So there are uh, tremendous, tremendous opportunities, and you know. The quality of the quality of people that we are seeing is absolutely phenomenal. For those students that that go all in and you know complete the program, and many of these students actually uh, complete the program you know twice or three times because there's enough varied information and different industries that are uh, uh, available that they learn something new every time they join the they join a cohort. That is fantastic. And Paul, with all of that in mind, obviously, do you mind for everybody that's watching and listening, can go for a second, a little bit back and figure it out and help them to figure it out. How did you became such a great role model in leadership and mentorship yourself? Who were some of your great role models? And then how did you build a sense of not only your own leadership style and, and, and capacity, but also uh, continue consistently to demonstrate that with others. Well, I, I would tell you, I was extremely lucky. I had a, a very good family life. Uh, I went to a, a summer camp that actually, the leadership of the summer camp actually became, you know, surrogate, surrogate parents, you know, to me and, and really act during the summer and really gave me the opportunity to, uh, to perform and shine. Uh, 
you know, even even in my first job, I worked for the uh, Los Angeles Olympic Committee in the, for the 1984 games. I'm already dating myself a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, there were a number of people who who said to me, you know, your work is terrific. You don't have to keep coming to me and telling me what you've done. I know what you're good at doing it. Just go do it. And that gave me the confidence to actually go out and perform, whether it was in a job situation or whether I was, as you mentioned earlier, would get to playing guitar and performing, you know, live on stage. You know, I got that confidence. Uh, and that also led, you know, in my business career, where I had uh, mentors in wholesaler buying groups when I was in the distribution business that allowed me to shine and take a leadership role. So where I, what I look at trying to do is really look to, you know, I've had some tremendous opportunities and, and my goal is to really pay it forward. And if I can pay it forward to just one person who succeeds in what they want to do in life, that's, that's great satisfaction to me. Mm, I love that. So everything always starts with someone, right? That is being there and, and recognize our potential, our skill set, and, and then help us a little bit with the mindset and off we go. And as a result, we see tremendous, not only impacting difference in individual life, but also around, people around us. So yes. kudos for, for sharing that. But also that really also helped you to put an interesting um, trajectory with the company, specifically around something that's most complicated and most complex that people really rec recognize, which is operation, how organizations really work well together internally with all different departments and day to day. How did you master that craft? And, and what was the journey like? And, Obviously, what are we seeing today? Well, the, the journey was, uh, you know, was a bumpy one to say the least. I mean, you, you know, you come to find in many organizations that information is, is separated into silos. You know, procurement has their information, sales has their information, inventory control has their information, IT has their information, and nobody's really talking to each other. A lot of the time, they're talking at each other. You know, I need to do this because, because it's important to me and my priority from, you know, from the boss is X. You know, we need to do this and increase sales. So you need to put more inventory on the floor. And what I really found is there has, there needs to be uh, more cohesiveness and more cooperation between departments and being able to, you know, help companies understand that you know there are you know there is great value that sales can bring that can help procurement and inventory control maintain proper inventory levels and this is very important especially today with the continued supply chain issues worldwide not to mention locally and regionally you know uh, we've all seen stories about uh, what's going on at the ports where you know they used to be a five you know five six day a week operation now they're a twenty four seven operation, and there are you know boats backed up in various ports. There are rail issues. You know 
you know, the rail companies have been, uh, you know, cutting back because they're having, you know, they're in the midst of union negotiations. And I've worked with both union operations and non-union operations. And the main common thread is the value of communicating well and making sure that everyone is on the same page. Because when everyone's on the same page and you're, you have the right product in stock, you have marketing talking about the right product you have and promoting it. You have sales selling the right product. You all of a sudden have a much smoother business operation, which allows you to do more great things and increase your profitability. Mm. That is so very true. And it's so interesting because we, we all know in the in large scheme of things, how things can work or should work, right? Why well, I think it's one of those reasons that there are still these silos and fragmentation in organizations instead of cohesiveness and harmony. Well, I think that for a lot, for a lot of people, uh, and I'm not, you know, pointing at anyone specific, but information can be thought of as power. And if you know something that somebody else doesn't, that can give you a, a, some sort of advantage in a, in a specific situation. My thought is in when you are working as a team within an organization and every member of that organization should be considered a team because you know, even, you know, and I'll take my distribution experience as an example, you know, yeah. even your delivery truck driver is a part of your customer service team. They're the ones who, who see the product get delivered on the front line. They can identify an issue. They can you know, get right back to sales and to procurement with that issue and get it resolved uh, in some way, shape or form you know, as quickly as possible. So if everyone knows that, yes, there is a leadership hierarchy and certain people will make certain decisions that you know, either will or will not sit well with everybody, it's important to keep those lines of communication open to keep operations running smoothly. Mm. It's such a beautiful segue here. And, and, and again, I wanna say thank you for reflecting and you write. And, and, and that time when we hold information and use that for a power play, it's not serving us anymore, right? It's like, even if we have the information and what if we don't do anything about it, it still doesn't help, right? Let alone when we withdraw, withhold or withdraw crucial components so then we make poor decisions. And that's why we're having plethora of issues these days. Yeah, well, you, you, you wanna make, you know, a, a very wise man once said to me, the definition of being in business is about managing risk. And the yeah. best way to manage risk is to have all the as much information as you possibly can about an opportunity. The more information you have, and you know, the more that you can read the tea leaves, if you will, it allows you to make a better informed decision. And that takes information and cooperation from everybody on the team. Yes, that is so true. 
So with that in mind, I'm curious, what are some of the trends and what are your suggestions or recommendations? Because we're having here, obviously, professionals that are listening like a leadership, that they wanted to really improve their leadership or take it to the next level and that they're already thinking about their legacies as, as they're contributing individually, but also organizations they're representing. And we're seeing so many tripping on, 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 on all these problems that they're really diluting the value, not only to their team members, but also to customers. So what would you recommend for all of them um, to really take a close look and really execute on, on things that are essential, that are most important right now? Sure, uh, there are some great opportunities out there that not every, you know, not uh, people always see, people don't always see them. Yes. Um, because we're, when we're in a business organization, we seem, you know, we sometimes, you know, look at our little sphere and we don't see what's really outside our door, not to mention what may be across the street. Um, yes. I've always been a proponent of working with competition as much as against competition, because if you are, you know, if you are friendly competitors, and in my situation, I was able to sell to a number of my competitors uh, certain products and services that you know gave them value and gave me value and profitability in return. I could then communicate with them and understand what was going on in the local and regional marketplace. So you have that you have that connection. Uh, the other uh, two areas I would would also suggest are. There is great value in what I would call industry buying groups, yes. where you can talk to other regional uh, players that are similar to yourselves, and and you know utilize best practices, and really learn from how other operations are, whether it be uh, in in you know uh, uh, delivery tracking or in uh, IT or in sales, marketing, and social media. And then you have your your uh, your industry associations that usually hold uh, you know you know trade fairs trade fairs locally and conventions nationally. They have great educational programs that are very very valuable, and it gives you it gives you time to connect and network with other manufacturers and other. Uh, and I keep rolling back to the dis my distribution days. But you know, it's it's you know other associations, whether they be vendors or they be customers or they be uh, uh, you know like companies in other regions of the country or other regions of the world that you can actually learn from and take you know take into account. And who knows, one day they you know somebody who is considered a competitor may end up being your best customer. That is brilliant, and I really love uh, connection to how how one thing never changes, right? Satisfaction and need to satisfy customer needs, whatever we sold them, uh, not to over oversell them and under deliver, but in contrary, continue to over deliver and under promise so that they know who, who they can count on, who their trusted partner and all of that is. And through all these ups and downs, I love what you said, you were able even to sell that to your competitors. Uh, that is special art and special skill to still create a win-win. 
And uh, I want to, first of all, kudos you for your amazing networking skills and opportunity to bring people together for the common goal and also corral people in community to take action. How did you develop those skills? Uh, because I'm sure so many people don't even know yet how well effectively network, loan on conduct themselves in a business. What is the secret sauce? Come on, Paul. I would, I would have to say that, you know, following my parents' example of really connecting with people in, in various social circles uh, has, you know, was a great, was a great way to start. I was able to really see what, you know, what the value was when, when you came and you, you sat and either watched a sporting event or went to, uh, you know, a gala event and really talk to people about things because there were certain, I, you know, every, every opportunity to communicate with people is an opportunity to get a nugget of an idea. Yes. And instead of just, you know, instead of just the platitudes, you know, because everybody says, hi, how are you? You look great. Nice talks, you know, those types of, you know, conversations, but sometimes you do get the, uh, you know, the, the conversation where they say, how is the, how are things going at work? How is business going? You know, I had this idea that, you know, I wanted to talk to you about sometime in the next week or so, but here it's a great time to spend a couple of minutes. And really uh, understanding that, you know, I've cultivated over the years, a network of people that are, you know, would not necessarily correlate to what you know, what I, what I did for my career or what I'm doing today. Uh, one of the examples I could give you, I have a friend of mine uh, who I recently reconnected with who has been doing speech writing. And I said, wait a minute, I've got a friend who uh, I've known for a very long time who was a speech writer for some Fortune, Fortune 50 companies. Let me connect you two. And the beauty of it is, they're able to connect and I get out of the way. I've made my, you know, I've, I've done what I can to try to help them with either their, you know, further their, that development of that, uh, that skill, or I've just, you know, I've just, you know, helped somebody make a new friend. And that's where it's, uh, that's where it's incredibly valuable. And that's something that, you know, speaking back to CoLab Youth, that's where we're talking about with mentors you have the ability to create these connections that yeah. can yeah. be transformative. Mm. Specifically in times like this, when everything speeds up, right? And when we have so many uh, competing priorities, more than ever, it's important to know who are the big players out there? Who is holding uh, the torch in that space? Or who is a great role model? Or who is the trusted partner? And as a result, we rely on that, right? It's like, uh, because it's impossible to get to know everyone and it's impossible to be able to maintain these relationships unless you really are very um, honing that, not only the skill, but also understanding like who are the cream of the crop right here, because it's just so much, so, 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 so saturated in many ways. Yes, no, it's, it's very, it's very true. And you, you never know when you can create a connection with, with someone until you try. 
It yeah. doesn't work all the time, but yes. you know, making the effort has has value. It has value to me personally. It has value to the person that I am trying to connect. And you know, if it if it works and there is you know an opportunity is created, you know, the sky's the limit. Mm. I love your attitude and philosophy, and that is also great ingredients uh, for success, specifically when we're going through tremendous change, right? And we have to pivot. But some of the things you pivoted, not only having your own consulting firm, but you also did something really interesting. You, you fulfilled something you wanted to from your teenage time, I believe. Could you tell us what are you currently doing that also gets that spark going on on, on daily basis for you? Well, I was fortunate enough uh, to meet a, a woman who was a substitute teacher in the Los Angeles Unified School District. And uh, over a Thanksgiving dinner one night, we uh, talked about playing music. I grabbed the guitar and I have been playing guitar since my, since my very young days. Um, I won't tell you what that is because it's a long time ago and a century far, far away. Uh, but it's, so I have, uh, so we decided, you know, let's sit down and we'll write a song. Well, we wrote our first song in probably about 20 minutes, honed it a little bit more, uh, and, uh, worked on a second song that took, oh, only about 15 minutes because she came with, I came with, with chords and she came guitar chords and she came with words and melody that just happened to sink and fit. Well, the pandemic hits, and then we decide that we're going to continue this process. And two songs over the next year became 11. So, wow. so we, we wrote 11 songs during probably a 13-month period. And we were able to uh, take some of those songs and, and bring them into uh, production uh, with a wonderful producer, and we're actually in the midst of uh, finishing up about, we've got about six songs left that we have to uh, uh, produce professionally, but there will be an album coming out sometime in 2023. And if you, if you would like, what I can do here is I can give you a little tidbit of one of the songs that, uh, that we have been working on. We did a, uh, we've been doing some live shows uh, and open mics in uh, the Southern California area. And uh, so her name is Kimberly Lee, and I'll do the shameless plug now uh, on YouTube. It's Kimberly Lee Sings, and you'll see that on the uh, on the screen. So that's I fantastic. Please share with us. We'd love to hear it because it's never too late to pursue your dream and your passion. Absolutely, never too late. So that's a little bit of, of a tidbit of it. So it's, you can see more on Kimberly Lee Sings. What we actually do is we've got, you know, snippets of our recording sessions 
And we actually do a whole Throwback Thursday series of uh, songs that we like that other uh, other artists wrote over the years. And uh, it's just it's just been a lot of fun. The last three years have have really brought my creativity back uh, mm. to a really high, high level. And in that whole side of the brain that was kind of uh, put away in in, you know, business and career all of a sudden, you know, it's there's there's more stuff out there and there's you can create a wonderful balance with it. And I'm loving every single one when everybody here that is watching and listening actually to see this, if you turn into this amazing, cool rock star with guitar and a different personality and keeping keeping it real. I, I love it, uh, which also shows that it's never too late to pursue your passion and true interest and let yourself uh, you know, open and, and be vulnerable and, and see where that takes you. And who would ever thought you're going to have the first album coming on 2023? That's amazing. That's right. That's right. It's Kimberly Lee. Um, she is also on Instagram. I think it's girl on the go for you, the number for you. Uh, so she puts up stuff all the time. Uh, I, I manage the, uh, the YouTube channel. So, you know, and it's, it's just, it's, it's been a labor of love. It's, it's a lot of fun and she is incredibly talented and she has, she has made me a better guitar player as a result. See guys, when you partner with the right people and when you also unleash your passion, magic happens, right? And as a result, uh, not only you're better, she's better and you guys are together as a group uh, uh, and in chemistry and, and deliverables of music and what art and craft you can create. But that is as easily and equally important how applicable it is of uh, tapping into creativity because it's it's a different side of the business, different side of every single one of us. So with that in mind, we'll definitely make sure we get all of those links so people can find it. But when we really started this conversation, we really wanted to, Paul, get a sense of, as, as you already shared, um, your current um, passions uh, from youth to music, to operations and helping businesses solve some of their most complex problems. And, and also pivoting, right? Mm -hmm. So for everyone that is still feeling stuck, and many people are, what would you say in closing some of your um, best lessons learned? And I know that some of them were painful and it's very difficult, right? When we find ourselves uh, during challenging times, but then again, it's like, how can we swim? How can we get out of this situation, right? What would you suggest and give them as a piece of advice that are feeling stuck and they're not feeling hopeless? I mean, uh, hopeful and feeling hopeless at the moment. Uh, I would say, you know, when when you're feeling stuck and and not, you know, and not seeing, you know, because we all get we all get that sense of complacency. We all kind of get those blinders. You know, you know, because and I've been in jobs where I, you know, worked a, you know, a, a 10, 10 to 12 hour day and then I would come home and then I would work another hour or two. So you, yeah. you get to the point where it's not it's not fulfilling. And, you know, there is such a thing, I believe, as work life balance. But don't be afraid to pivot and look for look for opportunities that absolutely interest you. Um, it may be, it may be, you know, a small kernel of an idea that you may have, um, you know, I have a, a friend of mine 
who uh, you know actually went from running a, a large computer company to actually baking you know a, a healthy uh, you know a healthy granola bar. You know he he pivoted and he found something that really that really uh, said something to him and made him feel good and really uh, you know created uh, a new opportunity for him. So yeah. there are opportunities out there to pivot. And, you know, what I found out, you know, in the long run, you know, I was in a job for, for, you know, a few decades and I thought I was the norm and I realized I was the exception. And until I got to the point where it wasn't fulfilling me anymore and realized I had to pivot, that's when it created the new opportunities for me. And without the, without that pivot, I would have never been able to make, you know, what I feel are necessary contributions to help me pay things forward. Mm. Such a beautiful words of wisdom. And I love that when we think that we're norm and we're figuring out the rare exception, those are the exceptions that make needle, the move the needle. And then there are early trailblazers to make a lot of great uh, early adaptation or, or transformation, as you were mentioning earlier. So with that in mind, Paul, what is in the bucket list? Since like you've been doing everything and anything, what's left there that would you like to accomplish? Oh, there's, there's lots left. Um, you know, we're going to look, we're actually looking to do some live performances with our music. Uh, I look to continue to work with CoLab Youth to, you know, to get them, you know, they're in the midst of, uh, you know, fi finalizing their nonprofit status. So getting them to become sustainable and, you know, always looking for new opportunities to make connections and to, uh, you know, to, to see where to see where we can take things because you know sometimes sometimes you just got to get off the floor and and start looking up to to realize that there's some opportunities there that's fantastic but with that in mind um obviously you're living your legacy and leading with it but what would you like to be remembered known for what would you like to leave um behind and be known for for your legacy I would say that he he always paid it forward, that mm -hmm. he always wanted to make that additional connection, that he wanted to do right by the people that he was working for and working with, and really trying to make a difference wherever he was. Mm -hmm. You're know, definitely doing that, my friend, and I'm deeply grateful for just things you chose to uh, step in and help me, and uh, and it's just such a great way to see people coming of finding the, the purpose, desire, or, or eagerness to being eager to, to, to really um, not only make your dream come true, but also help others to make their dreams come true. And that's a true uh, leadership too. When you are selfless and servant, uh, others come to serve and support you as well. It doesn't work like that, huh? Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, you you do the you do the best you can, and you know, when it when it works, it's incredibly satisfying for all those involved. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. 
make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.